the grand finale We coming through with the Madden family And only the baddest athletes gonna survive When you see four or five of my guys Piling up on top of you in front of your eyes Feel the impact, dual shock starts to kick back And hey, yo, it's Madden 2001 You need to get that and feel like you in the game Playing for real, it's like royalty So nil It's like hot one, hot two NFL fans, welcome to another edition of This Week in the NFL here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network. Coming off a strong wild card weekend. Strong if you were not a fan of, I'm sorry, if you were not a fan of our teams. So I'm here, we have the four-man booth, same four-man booth as last week. We'll go, we'll go in order of who had the best report card this year. So going first with the best report card. Arizona Cardinals, super fan, disappointed guy, Ryder. How you doing, Ryder? Good. You doing good? You're, have you? So we're taping on a Wednesday night. Have you recovered from the Monday night game yet, or are you still a little like in a, in a fog? I'm fine. All right. Ryder, not happy on Monday night. I think Ryder's called me to say good night every every day that he's been alive. Didn't get a call on Monday night. Didn't get a call on Monday night. All right. Next up, Cowboy Senior. How you doing, Senior? Yeah, I'm good. I've had uh, one more day's time than Ryder to get over the loss. So if he's good, I'm good. Ready for a big weekend. The pretenders are gone. Now we have eight teams left, all capable of going all the way. Looking forward to an amazing Saturday and Sunday. There's that power, the power of positivity from senior. I like it. And the only guy whose team didn't get the shit kicked out of him this weekend, Mr. John D'Amato. How you doing, John? Ah, pretty good. Uh, I'm just, uh, I just want to see some good games. And uh, we got about two out of six. So we got two, two nice ones and uh, four lumps of crap. So I'm, I'm hoping for better this week. I'm hoping for four out of four. I think there's a good chance of it. So let's get right into it while we have Ryder on. Ryder can't stay the for the whole show. So as John alluded to, Ryder, you know the games coming into Monday night, there were really only a you know, really only one very good one, right? And then one decent one, and the others were blowouts. And we really expected Monday night to be a close game. And it was just a weird game, right? Where the Cardinals just came out, they looked flat. And it was like you blinked and the score was 21 nothing, And that was just kind of that. So, Ryder, as a Cardinals fan, they have a lot of free agents on this team. Are you looking for them to kind of shuffle the deck a little bit, maybe get rid of guys like A.J. Green and Christian Kirk, who are free agents, and, you know, bring in some fresh blood to go next to Hopkins? Mm. No. No, you think they should run it back with the guys they have? Yeah. And you think maybe if they had Hopkins, that the result would have been different in this game? Yeah. All right. I like the positive fan there. So are you still in on Kyler as a, as a quarterback that can win a Super Bowl? Yeah. He just had a bad game. Yeah. All right. Very positive, Ryder. So, 
am I so I, I gotta ask you a question. Who do you root for next week in that game? So you have the Rams going to the Bucks. So the team that just knocked out the Cardinals against the against the defending champion Tom Brady. The Buccaneers. Me too, buddy. That's all we got left. We got to root for Tom like he's like he plays for our team now. All right, you got any shout outs? No. So it seems like you've recovered well. You you were pissed off on Monday night. You slammed the door. Did it make you feel any better that the Patriots somehow played worse than the Cardinals this week? Yeah. All right. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> He's honest. He's honest. All right, hey, buddy. He, he took a well, man. That's good, man. All right. So we just wanted to have you on for the postmortem. You were a good fan all season, Ryder. We'll, we'll, me and you will definitely head out, out to Arizona for another game next year. Um, maybe we'll try to find like a, a game against a team that might be 500 instead of intentionally picking the worst team on their schedule. What do you think? Yeah. Sound good? Yeah. All right. Maybe, maybe we'll go to the Rams game next year. Watch them get yeah. their revenge. Hopefully OBJ gets the golf cart, right? Yeah. All right. There we go. All right, buddy. Thank you for coming on. Say good night to all your fans. Good night. <laughs> all right. Take it easy, <laughs> take it easy bud. Night rider. Bye. All right. He's a good sport. He's a good sport coming on. I didn't think he would after the uh, after the shellacking. So, um, while we are on the game. What do you guys think? I mean, was this the Cardinal? I mean, you guys both called this one. Um, I don't think either of you expected it to just be like this brutal beatdown where the Cardinals just didn't even show up. To me, it was very much like a Cardinals didn't show up versus anything great that the Rams did. Um, again, not not trying to uh, poo-poo on the victory, but a real, real no-show by Kyler, the Cardinals. Kingsbury didn't have him prepared. He's a shitty coach. Senior, what do you think? Yeah, the Cardinals didn't show up, and, and the Rams played really well. You know, they, uh, they're, re- they're really good when they get that running game going, and they can utilize the play action. And the Cardinals didn't do too much to stop their running game. So... Matt didn't have to throw the ball that much, but when he did, he was real effective with the play action. If I was, if I was a Rams fan, the thing that I would be most encouraged about is the the way that OBJ started to play, looking looking like he's given them a second number one receiver now. I mean, he was pretty dynamic. It makes it makes them really hard to deal with the way they. Uh, the way they run the stuff with uh, a cup's obviously going to get a lot of attention and they line up Higby on the same side and run him under cup and he gets open a lot. But uh, the one play, the, 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 if you remember the play that um, I think it was their last touchdown, the fade that, that he threw to, um, to OBJ. When you saw the play cup got doubled. That was the first touchdown. The first one. Because yeah. the fade on the left side of the end zone in the left corner. I thought yep. that was his last touchdown. Okay. Anyway, okay. I'm chronologically confused. I was probably still 
dazed from the Patriots game. But <laughs> or I could be dazed now from other things. But um anyway, on that play, when they, they showed you a great replay of it and Cup was doubled and they had everybody else on that side and they they lined up um Higby right next to Cup who drew coverage. And if you notice there was another linebacker who was whoever number if you know the Cardinals, I think it was number fifty eight who was lined up on the same side as OBJ and he just didn't cover anybody. He kind of leaned more toward the other took a couple of steps toward the other way where Cup was, even though Cup was already double teamed and that left OBJ completely one on one. So I mean it, it definitely with him playing well, it's gonna make them a handful to deal with and you know their stars on their defense came through and like you say the cardinals didn't show up you know you're going to see it you're going to i think you're going to naturally look at it more that way because you're really pulling for the cardinals like i'm having trouble giving buffalo credit for the game against the patriots because i'm pulling so much for the patriots i just say anybody could have done it to them the way they played the way their defense played I'm probably selling Buffalo a little short saying that. So I think that's natural. But, yeah, the Cardinals pulled a no-show, but the Rams had a lot to do with it. The Rams have great personnel, and they played really well. Yeah, absolutely, Senior, absolutely. And, John, this is your Super Bowl champion. You had to be encouraged by what you saw. Yeah, there's, uh, there's not much analysis. Uh, they, they dominated from uh, from 15 minutes uh, from, from the opening kickoff. Uh, line of scrimmage. It's always the they, they stopped the uh, Arizona. Arizona, you know, gave up on the run early, which is uh, you know goes back to the their the coaching and uh, a hideous uh, a hideous play. You can't just hand the team uh, seven points if you if you want to upset a team uh, on the road. You know, Kyler's got to get some heat for that. Uh, you know, he'll learn for that in in the future. And uh, there's really not much to say. It was, it was total uh, domination uh, and a good sign that the the Rams uh, uh, came out hungry and looked dominant. Look ready to make that Super Bowl run. Acres really gives them an added dimension. Oh yeah, I mean, less, I mean uh, he's like a hundred percent back. I can't even believe it. It's it's like the most mir- miraculous recovery since uh, Lazarus. Yeah, and a less uh, only seventeen passes for Stafford, so there's less chances of that pick six, which would have uh, you know that would, that would that was the only hope for Arizona to get back in the game. Uh, yeah, so. So the less uh, passes, uh, the better. Even though they spent, you know, draft picks and uh, and all that capital to get uh, Stafford, uh, their their best bet to win it is uh, to have a more balanced offense and to have a have a more of a game manager. Yep. Yeah. And now the Rams are heading to Tampa Bay. Tampa just put the screws to the Eagles. I know, John, you picked it as a big upset. It would have been a massive upset. You had to know five uh, minutes five minutes into the game that it wasn't yeah. happening. I think it was less just, than that. Yeah. Yeah, just one of those one of those games. I mean, not not that dissimilar to <laughs> how I felt yeah. watching the Cardinals game. But I was I was counting on some weather there. It didn't happen. Uh, the, the rain didn't come, and uh, you know I was hoping for a little, an uglier game. But uh, once uh, I, I saw Jalen Hurts, uh, you know, I had to rely on his passing. It wasn't going to happen. And we had talked about that, and that's Hurts. So the, the Tampa did a good job stopping the run. It was another one where, you know, the better team got got up early, and now they have to throw. And it's just a 
you know, the Tampa secondary is burnable, but Hertz wasn't wasn't the guy who was gonna who was gonna do that. Um, Tampa with a couple more injuries mid game. The latest Worfs is okay, John. Uh, questionable with the ankle. Might might be a game time, but uh, that's if that's a big loss, or or even Huge. if he is, uh, even if he's struggling, yeah, that is. Especially we saw what the Rams. Uh, uh, front four was was doing w- with uh with Miller and Donald uh, so that's yeah. that's gonna so I mean Tampa at full strength you know they're 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 better team than the Rams but they're not at full strength and I don't know how much you glean from the Philly game I mean that's just Tampa taking care of business against what ultimately ended up being an overmatched opponent so senior. How do you see how do you see Tampa and the Rams going? I think I really think that you gotta favor the Rams, even though they're on the road, because of what you just stated. You know, Tampa, Tampa is really beat up on offense. You know, with the receivers out, who knows about the running backs? Now the offensive line difficulties against that Ram team. That that's just a really talented team that can that can take advantage of these things. I I just don't see them being able to keep up. And on the other side of the ball, Tampa being great at taking away the run. They took the run away from from Philly completely, but I don't think they can play the same defense against the Rams. If at the start of this game, especially when they just they had the whole team in the box. I was watching it comment and saying they're just daring Hurts to throw, and Philly tried to execute their game plan at the beginning and run against the entire team in the box. Then they changed the defense as the game went on when Philly had to throw. But if you want to do that, if you feel like you've got to stop the Rams running, you're gonna you can't put everybody in the box. They just have too many dynamic players at the receiver position. They'll they'll play action them and kill them. So they're gonna to have to stop the run, stop the run in a more standard defense. And if the Rams can just run the ball reasonably and then set up that, I I mean, their passing game is good when it's a play action passing game. I think they'll be able to get enough done. I I definitely like the, I like the uh, road dogs in this game. I definitely pick the Rams to win the game, maybe by about 10 points. All right. So senior, you you got a Rams Niners NFC title game all West. So, I like the Bucks, and I, on paper, I think you're right, senior, that the Rams are probably, as currently constructed, the Rams are probably a better team because of all the injuries. But here's why I like the Bucks, and I think it's reasonable. I, th- I don't think the Rams can run on them. I just don't think you really run on the Bucks, right? The Jets did somehow, right? But generally, generally you don't run on the Bucks. So I think I think they're going to have to throw a lot more than they threw in the Cardinals game. And John alluded to it earlier in a game where both quarterbacks and and frankly the Bucks are probably not going to be able to run on the Rams with what they're trying out there running back. So you're going to have a game. Where both quarterbacks are probably going to be throwing the ball a lot, and I trust Brady to play a clean game, and I think Stafford gives it up. Bucks by three. 
Stafford inter- Stafford that. interception, the difference. In a vacuum, there's no doubt that I take Brady over Stafford any day. I mean, I take Brady over just about anybody any day. But you got Brady's going with a depleted receiving core, a beat up offensive line, depleted running back core, and Stafford's going with all his weapons, and they're they're damn good weapons. So you know, big picture, I think I still think the Rams. What what would make me no? You know, I'm not a gambler, and what would make me say there's no way I would bet on the Rams, even though I'm picking them, is because, as you're saying, I would never bet against TB12. Somehow, that's that's I think that's the Bucks' chance. That's what you know, makes me think the Bucks have a chance. Is that guy? He tends to win in these situations. I think the that I think the deck stacked a little too much against them in this one, but. I certainly don't think it's impossible. He, he, he's, he's proven that over the years. So I respect your pick there. So for, for the listeners, the Bucks are, are, are favored <laughs> in this game. It's not like I'm picking a 10-point underdog. The Bucks are three-point favorites. John, we know you picked the Rams to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, I think you kind of have to like this matchup. You got anything to add? Uh, no, but uh, I, I definitely see a see a path for the. Uh, I mean, with the home field advantage, but you, you got to like the way that Tom was uh, patient, and uh, he's he's going to use the the weapons uh, the best of his abilities. He's he's not going to try to force things. He knows he's got limited receivers, so he he's got a uh, Dinkin and Duncan, both Vaughn and uh, Bernard, a, a great uh, catching passes out the backfield. So he he's going to take uh, you know three four yards at a time and peel off those long drives and, and then maybe the uh, the Rams will get impatient. And, uh, and he does you know. have Mike Evans, right? I mean, Mike Evans oh, yeah. and, and Gronk, you got to yeah. think that Ramsey is going to just shadow yeah. Evans and take him out. So it's going to have to be the other guys. Basically. And Braid is a good uh, tight end. He could start for most teams. So, so. So he he could do it, but uh, I just like the the way the, the Rams. It seems like they're peaking at the right time, especially that uh, that defense and uh, and of course with the the great OBJ uh, passing and uh, doing things. Uh, this this is the moment he he's been waiting for his career. You can really throw on Tampa, so it's all it's set up for Stafford to have to have a big game, and it's it's a. As far as like a road second round playoff game, it's about as good as you can ask for, right? It's a very winnable game for them. It's going to be a great one. I look forward to it. Yeah, I can't wait. So that game would be uh, Sunday at three for those keeping track. The um, so I guess we gotta we gotta well, to stay in the NFC. Sure. So we had senior Super Bowl pick. The 49ers heading into Big D and what ended out turning out to be the uh, the game of the weekend. And for toward the end, it was like, which 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 guy wants to give it away more? Right. Shanahan or Big Mike. But it's like you couldn't even you couldn't write, write, write a story any better because people wouldn't believe you right that it would work out that way it's almost like the tie thing there where the Niners have fourth and a quarter inch 
to just take knees, right? They they had the game, first of all, right? They they completely outplayed the Cowboys in the first half. We were all messaging each other and saying, I'm like, they're taking three too much. They're taking three too much. And, you know, so, so it wasn't a blowout. And then they're all playing them in the second half, and Jimmy G makes the big mistake, leads to the Cowboys' touchdown. And the Cowboys execute a nice comeback. But the fourth and a fourth and a you know, literally an inch and the, the Niners try to give it away with the false start. And then you had the drive final finalized by the, the QB draw with 13 seconds or 14 seconds left. Dak doesn't give the ball to the official clock runs out before the Cowboys even get a chance to throw it in the end zone. It was very poetic, right? Um, The Cowboys just completely killed themselves with penalties in this game, like they have been all season. And I mean, just two, two, two defensive, two. There were two defensive holdings on running plays, right? Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen one. It was, I mean, just, just crazy. But another, another season of big disappointment in Dallas. This was a winnable game for them. I mean, you could make a strong case that they had the better team, right? And better personnel and just another another in a long line of disappointments. And they've already committed to bringing McCarthy back when they were pretty clearly the worst coach team in the whole NFL this year. <laughs> so the Niners played a good game. The Niners played a good game. But the story coming out of that game is all the penalties, the boneheadedness at the end. I mean, John, it's a tough week for the division, but a part of you has to be a little okay with the Cowboys ending out with egg on their face for the only oh, yeah. year in a row. Yeah, hey, I'm more than okay. I mean, come on. <laughs> They've only won uh, they won three uh, playoff games in 25 uh, years or something since their last Super Bowl. So it's... And and a lot of tough losses at home, but uh, I mean, you know, everybody's talking about the the last play and all that, but they they lost the game in the first half. They came out, the 49ers just smoked them, ran it right down their throat, seven, and uh, and then you know, and then the defense did did okay to hold them to a couple field goals, but uh, also a big thing was you knew it was coming. It was a, it was a Super Bowl flashback in the, in the third quarter when Jimmy G misses a wide open Sherfield, uh, that, that that game would have put him. That, that would have been a big play. Uh, or Ayuk, yeah, or I think it was sure there was a sure field. And there might have been a couple of them that were missed, while wide open, and that, he had flashbacks to the Super Bowl, and it would have put him up three scores, and it, it wouldn't have came down to what happened in the fourth quarter. And, and then eventually he does throw the big pick. So, with with the 49ers, you, you got to think that even if they they make a, a Super Bowl run, as Senior predicted, they they're probably still going to move on from Jimmy G because he's just uh, he's it's a little too up and down and. Uh, you could you you might be able to 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 win with the ups, but the with the downs they they shouldn't have made it that hard because the way they dominated that game they 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 came in and played a perfect road game and they they did everything right and um, they they still needed a couple breaks at the end and and as far as the penalties I mean uh, uh senior you know we go back a little further in, in the seventies and eighties especially in the playoffs 
that they, they would never call uh, you know half the stuff you know hands to the face defense and holding. I, I gotta as much as I uh, despise the Cowboys, they, they got a they got a screw job uh, with the uh, with, with the whistles. You know a lot a lot of stuff that that you know was ignored in the past. Now they call everything and uh, and I guess uh, I'm gonna mention again. I guess that that's that's karma for all the years in the '90s where they got every call and Michael Irvin uh, pushed off on uh, every one of his uh, receptions in his career. So. <laughs> It's a little, it's a little bit of karma, but 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 now we're, we're, a lot of these penalties on a defense, uh, and he, and even though uh, uh, Tony uh, Tony Romo saying, yeah, that's definitely you got to call that. Uh, I'm like, ah, come on, and you know, not really. You know, a lot of the defense holding and hands to the face in the in the trenches uh, stuff, in, in key times to, to to keep drives alive, uh, you know, or, or to kill drives when when they have the ball. That, that that's a little tough. So you you can uh, for the people that complain that you know Dallas always gets the the calls at home, uh, you know, that things have changed there. Defensive holding on running plays. Two yeah, of them. that's yeah. big ones, Rand, too. And Rand, I mean, they, they, the guys did tackle the, the other guy. Randy but Gregory, I, yeah. They were just little grabs. They, the second one was real bad, and it was like right near the ball carrier. I'm like, how can he not call that? Uh, but that's stuff you never see called. Uh, right. You know, I mean, but then you, yeah. you, you think know, about the night game with, uh, with with the chief the Chiefs the lineman who scored the touchdown he just he just grabbed JJ Watt and just threw him right to the ground and then put his hands up for the for the touchdown yeah no call but yeah so I mean it's a good real good win for the Niners but it's just real disappointing for the Cowboys real real disappointing for the Cowboys where you got any additional takeaways from the game senior no I mean you guys put it all put it all in perspective, but um, I'd like the way, you know, there's a reason, you know, I, I know it was a, a wild pick maybe to pick the Niners, picking a big underdog to go to the Super Bowl, but the reason I picked them was they're so good in the trenches, they run the ball so well, they play physical, physical football, and they did all those things, and that's going to make you a hard team to beat in the playoffs when you do that stuff well. Hopefully your quarterback doesn't kill you. And the funny thing, and it's probably, it's probably a commentary about the other quarterbacks that they've had more than anything else, but they show it all the time. Since he's been there, their record with Jimmy G and without him is like really, really good with him and really, really bad without him. So until they get somebody else capable, I mean, as much as we rag on the guy, and I agree, I don't, I've always told you, I don't like him. I didn't feel bad when the, when the Pats let him go, when a lot of a lot of Patriots fans felt like he was he was the uh, man in waiting to take over for Tom Brady, I never thought he was. But you you know you gotta say you gotta say something that he wins a lot of games somehow, and maybe it's despite him, I don't know. I mean, and he did take the team to a Super Bowl, so they've proven that they can win with him. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he's, they're a good team. It does seem like the combination of him and Shanahan is scary as far as giving it away. Right. But they are a six point underdog going into Green Bay to the number one seed Green Bay Packers. Packers finished the season very strong loss against Detroit, notwithstanding, not a big deal. The Packers did win a lot of close games this year, and 
So I think we know Senior's pick because of his uh, Super Bowl pick last week. So, John, break this one down for us. Okay, they, the, the Packers whipped them in the uh, regular season. But uh, it, it's going to be a different story because uh, that uh, the, the, the Debo wasn't uh, quite the, uh, the weapon that he is now. I, th- I think he only had a couple carries, a, f- a few receptions in that uh, earlier game. So it, it's, it's going to be a lot of different uh, uh, game plan. But I think uh, with the rest and uh, the 49ers a little banged up, uh, Fred Warren is a uh, you know, big key to that defense. He might be a little... He might be a little banged up too with the ankle. Uh, he, he may play; it's questionable. And even if he does, it'll be, uh, you know, he'll be he'll be hobbled and hampered. And uh, and Bosa, it should be okay with the concussion. He wanted to come back, but because of protocol, he couldn't. So, uh, but I'm gonna go with the uh, the well-rested Packers uh, and and Rogers. Although I would worry the uh, the Packers uh, were vulnerable on, on the run. So, I think that's the 49ers' path to a victory is uh, to control it on the ground and. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that happens, but uh, I'll go with the Packers by field goal, a, a tight one, and it may come down to you know a coaching uh, decision or a couple penalties like it did in this game. But uh, look for the Pack, uh, 27-24. Yeah, I think it's a tight game too. You know, these teams both play at a very very um, slow pace, so I don't think you're going to see an offensive like a total shootout, right? Um, I think. San Francisco is going to really try to take the air out of the ball and they should be able to do it against Green Bay with Green Bay. Like, as you mentioned, John, their run defense hasn't been great. They've won a lot of, like I said, they've won a lot of close games this year, not a huge history of success in the playoffs, especially, especially recently. Um, Uh, That game was uh, when they played that game was in uh, San Francisco was uh, 30 to 28 Green Bay. Yeah, and you know, I, it's like there, there's kind of two things in this game that I think could swing it. So you have the quarterback matchup, right? Obviously favors Green Bay. So to win this game, Jimmy G is going to have to, you know, play. I, I don't know if it has to be 100% mistake free, but it might be. It might be no no turnovers. On the other side, though, you have Robbie Gould. Nails, great kicker, and Mason Crosby, who hasn't been able to hit the broadside of a barn all season. And in, in a kind of a slow game like this, a pressure game that's going to be decided by three points, I think that could really matter. So I like the it's, I like the Niners in this game. I think it's a three-point game either way, and I like the I like the Niners in this game in the upset. Sorry, senior. That probably really sinks your Super Bowl pick. But oh, if John would have picked them too, it would. Have. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need the unanimous. But you know, I'm going with the Niners. And one thing that you guys didn't mention, and uh, I know it's home field advantage for Green Bay, but they're saying it's going to be about 20 at kickoff, and it's going to go down to two before the game ends. And I, I don't think that hurts the Niners. The, a physical team in the cold. Make it more. It makes it more conducive to being a running game, and I see a big dose of Eli Mitchell and Debo running behind that big offensive line. George Kittle knocking guys on their asses all over the place in front of them, and I, I, I really, I really like their chances. I, that's that's the way I see them doing most. Mixing in an occasional play action pass, those little curl routes over the middle that they love to throw. 
to Debo and, and Kittle, especially. And Ayuk can be an X factor. He's because he's the third option in the passing game. He he tends to make a big play here and there in most games. But I, I, I like their running game. I like their physical defense. And that was a really strong point you made, Raj, that if it is, a, we're all calling for a close game, you know, Big Crosby isn't the guy I'd want to be relying on. And Robbie Gold is about as clutch as you're ever going to get kicking. He's, he's about as automatic as they come. So he could be the difference too. But yep, I like the physical 49ers in the cold weather to take the next step toward the Super Bowl. All right, senior. So, eerily similar analysis to the next game that we're going to cover from from last week. It was another cold, cold weather game where we were hoping the physical team would uh, would benefit from it being so cold. But it was not to be, senior, with the Patriots going down in in spectacular flames. To the just, bills. Uh, just give me a second to put the paper bag over my head. Uh, <laughs> uh, by all accounts, by all accounts, right? However you want to look at it, we'll look at it from the Patriots' angle. The single worst defensive performance in the history of the NFL. Totally. Not not playoffs. In the history of the NFL. And, and it was in that makes it worse than it was in the cold weather. Seven possessions, right? Seven, seven possessions, six touchdowns and a kneel down or seven possessions and seven touchdowns, whatever yeah, seven, it was. Seven touchdowns and then a kneel down after. <laughs> perfect game. Perfect game. Yeah. <laughs> perfect game. All credit to the Bills. They played a great game. They came out and punched the Patriots in the mouth. Um, it was just really strange to see, because you would think the the Pats defense had not been playing great coming into the game, but to see them not take away anything, you know, usually they talk about Belichick, right? He's going to take away your the thing you do best. So I don't know what that was. I don't know what that was because it, it was all working, right? Allen running. Singletary running, Allen throwing to whoever he wanted to that was just completely wide open. Um, They barely had a third down. And, you know, Mac didn't play a great game, but I thought thought he he played okay in the first half before it got out of hand. That that Aguilar, the Aguilar interception, it's a great play by Hyde. And the Eagles fans I know were saying Aguilar could have maybe done a little bit more to... (laughs) To, to make sure to make sure that wasn't intercepted, but I guess that's just not his thing. But yeah, I mean, great win for Buffalo. They they looked like the best team in the league. I don't know if it's if it's true or not, but I mean, what a game this weekend. But for the Patriots, folks around here calling for wholesale changes, yada yada. I think you know, I, if you would have told me at the beginning of the season that Mac that Mac would you know, look like a competent NFL quarterback and that they would lose in the first round of the playoffs. With their roster, I would have said I'd take that. And that's what happened. I mean, the way they lost makes it makes it pretty difficult to swallow. But, yeah, more of it, they'll be back next year. 
Got some good pieces there. Um, difficult to see that roster really competing for a Super Bowl in the in the very near future. But all in all, a good season with a horrible end. What do you say, senior? Yep, I agree. You know, the the game was the, the way the defense plays played is inexplicable to me that that they could be that that bad. I can't explain it. If you would tell honestly, if you would tell me that because of the NFL rule, nobody self-reported and every single guy on the team had a bad case of COVID. <laughs> I honestly would believe it. Because the, and, I'm not, and I'm not ragging that much on the offense. I didn't feel that bad about the way they played. But the defense, I mean, guys were open all over the middle of the field. Guys were beating us down the sidelines. Every time they ran the ball, it was an eight or nine yard chunk. It was like, it was like the, there was nobody there. It was like they were running drills. I can't explain it. I, 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 I have, there's no explanation. It's like nobody wanted to even be on the field. They looked worse than the Jaguars did against the Patriots a few weeks ago when I said that was a team that was on the field with their golf clubs packed. You know? I mean, so, that, Jagu- that Jaguars defense shut down that Bills offense when they played them senior. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no explanation. I, but, nobody's given me one, and I can't come up with one how how that defense played that bad. But as you said, it was you know as a Patriots fan, it wasn't a bad season. And I thought Mac, even in this game, did be, did himself proud. He competed like hell to the end. If you saw him on the sideline after the last drive, going to all his teammates and shaking their hands, being a leader. He's. He, I still have good feelings about him going into next season and going forward. I think. I think the Pats got their guy as as the quarterback of the future. But and you know they obviously have some other pieces. It's it's just one game and you gotta. I guess you gotta kind of somewhat forget about it. But I don't know if it'll ever be explained how the how the guys on that defense, which was the team's calling card in their good streak this year, they look like the best defense in the league. How they could play that that bad, I have no explanation. There we go. But we, with no explanation, we don't mind starting the COVID conspiracy theory. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I did take issue with one, one call by Belichick, which was I believe the score was fourteen nothing at the time. Um, Harris, right around the 50-yard line, Harris got stopped a yard and a half or two yards short of a first down. And I thought the way, with the way the Patriots defense had looked to that point, that you got to go for that. And we punted. I thought it was a little too conservative. Not that it probably, not that it would have mattered with the Bills pitching a perfect game, but say la vie. And so the Bills are going to Kansas City in, I mean, you couldn't ask for a better second round matchup with the way these two teams are coming in. Um, as, as we thought the Steelers didn't offense didn't bring too much to the table in the, in Arrowhead, they kept it interesting. They were ahead seven, nothing. And then the chiefs woke up and that was that just a complete obliteration. Um, and the Chiefs seemed to have really found another dynamic guy um, really reminds me a lot of what Damian Williams did for them in their last Super Bowl run, uh, guy off the scrap heap who, I mean, he was, McKinnon was absolutely electric. He looked better than any running back they had all season. I mean, he's 
like I mean, if you're Reed, you gotta you gotta at least play him sixty percent of the time now, no matter who's healthy, and it just adds another scary element to that offense. Real tough. I mean, in my mind, it's tough to see anything but a but a crazy shootout in this Bills Chiefs game. The the Bills kicked the shit out of him earlier in the season, and the Bills have a good defense, but the Chiefs offense really does seem to be humming now. So, John. We, you gave us the correct analysis of the Steelers-Chiefs game before the game, during the game. You're the only guy where the 100% guarantee doesn't come back and screw you. You're a genius. You're, you're our guy. No, come on. <laughs> what, what do you think about, about Chiefs-Bills? Well, just to give the, uh, the non-Patriot groupie uh, perspective of, uh, of the Pats-Bills, uh, I, I think the Bills really, uh, their, their pride was really hurt in that in that first game, and and it had the opposite effect on the Patriots. I, I think they were overconfident, uh, and and that first game, you know, the first Pats Bills of the three was really an anomaly with a with the three pass game, and 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 it was kind of fluky. I I think the the Bills are just you know more talented in in most positions, uh, and obviously uh, you know the quarterback or. Allen played played an all world game, so I think that pride got hurt in that first game, and uh, they really took it to the Pats uh, these these last two, and I think they're gonna they're gonna use that momentum to keep it going. I mean, I picked them for the Super Bowl, so obviously you know where I'm going with the pick, and uh, but yeah, as, as far as KC, I, uh, uh, Reed kind of was was forced to because he doesn't ever want to see that uh, that Darrell Williams again after that that fumble gave uh, you know Pittsburgh. Uh, their only life. Uh, he, 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 that play, he even fumbled the ball like twice. So I don't, I mean, he won't ever see it again. So that the, that's where he luck, He kind of lucked into uh, playing McKinnon, and uh, we'll be seeing a lot more of him. But uh, as you said, it should, it should be a should be a shootout, high scoring game. But I I look for the Bills. Uh, Allen is on is on such a roll, and uh, I, I think he's gonna he's gonna continue. And uh, I like how uh, Singletary they got their running game going. Uh, you know, it comes back to the the Patriots. It comes back to that game where they both their front fours were totally decimated, and uh, they were embarrassed by the uh, the Pats. And ever since then, they, they've they've picked it up, and uh, they got they got a lot more balance on their offense uh, with the with the running game, and and their defense has been stepping up too. That was just a uh, Micah Hyde. That was just, that was an all world play. I mean, you guys can blame uh, you know Eagle fans who are losers, and you guys can blame Algahar or whatever. But that was a that was an all world play by Micah Hyde, uh, just a special play. It was a great play, yeah. and they played they played a great game. Senior, what do you think? Uh, I, it's a game to look forward to, no doubt. And um, well, it's going to be the the last game of the weekend, right? What a way to end it. And as you're calling for the great shootout, the other thing you got to look at is the, 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 they might be the two best offenses in the NFL. They probably are, right? But neither one, neither team has a really bad defense either. The Chiefs' defense has gotten much better as the season goes on, gone on, and the Buffalo defense is good. So I don't know if it's going to be score of every possession up and down the field, you know. It, the game might come down to which defense rises to the occasion more, but I'm I'm going to pick the Chiefs for a couple of reasons. Flip a coin game, home team, uh, team that's been to the Super Bowl a couple of times in a row, quarterbacks done it before, a lot of experience, and 
maybe that X factor that you talked about, that you just kind of stole my thunder there, that, that new weapon on offense gives them that next little edge that you really got to respect what McKinnon can do too now. Another another explosive player, not just a, not like, like you, they say Buffalo's been getting Singletary going, but he's kind of a, he's kind of a grinded out kind of guy where McKinnon is, it gives them another guy that's liable to turn anything into a big play anytime he touches the ball. And just another reason to favor the Chiefs, because although they're both great offensive teams, I, I think the, the Chiefs' weapons are more dynamic. They got more big play guys. Should be a great game. I got to go with the Chiefs in a close one. I'm going to say 30 to 27, Chiefs. All right. So, I mean, it, it's, it really is a great game. And it's, I mean, as, as good a game as you can ask for in this round. I, I agree that both defenses are, are, are good, right? Buffalo's defense a little better. I just feel like these offenses are clicking so much, especially the quarterbacks. I mean, they're two great, great quarterbacks. You argue, argue two of the top four quarterbacks in the NFL, right? Both hungry. Allen's hungry that I really, I really see like a, uh, like what could be like a real epic game that we're talking about for a long time of fireworks. Um, it's tough to see one team running away with it, but I'm going to go with the Chiefs. I'm going to go with the Chiefs in that playoff experience, home field, arrowhead, true home field advantage. And I just I just think they're a little bit better, a little bit better of a team. Wouldn't surprise me at all if Buffalo wins, but I think it's an in- instant classic. I think both quarterbacks are going to go are going to have huge, huge games. And I like the Chiefs potentially in overtime, just uh, just in one of these instant classic games. High expectations for this game. All right, so John, you're on an island again. Yeah, and you should be, you should feel you should feel good. You should feel good about being on an island against me and Senior with the way the picks yeah. have gone recently. Not that there's a little of the uh, screw the uh, heated division opponent and uh, had the team to knock out. There's there's always that. So. Hopefully I don't hate. I don't hate the Bills. I don't yeah, hate. I mean, as a football yeah. fan, I can't hate that team. You know, I mean, they're they're a uh, they're they're a good team. The uh, fans, the fans, you know, yes, it, right. It, the dildo on the field and everything yeah. else. But it's understandable. Hey, listen, we all know we all know the deal. When uh, when your division rivals are still in there and you're knocked out, you you root for them to go down. That, that's how it is as a fan. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like the Chiefs have been a bit of a rival for the Patriots, too. So, either way. Either way, it's fine. Last game. So, we had it was the first game of the weekend. And one of the better games of the weekend, we had the Raiders go to Cincinnati and couldn't quite get it done, senior. They couldn't quite get it done. A little bit of a questionable officiating moment where the... I, I, I was on that. I said that right away. The whistle yeah. blew, and then he caught the ball, and then they huddled up and just said touchdown. Yeah. But and it was a big play. I mean, it, ultimately, it's the right, the right result. But a, you know, the a joke, a, jo- a joke as as an official, right? 
they said they huddled up and said the whistle came after. And I mean, I'm watching on TV with no replay and said the whistle blew. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because, uh, yeah it should have been a do-over. The play should have been ruled dead. And... Uh, Cincinnati played good. Burrow is playing good. The Raiders, I think, just didn't have the horses, right, to, to just get it done in that in that game. Senior, you, you picked the Raiders. What were your takeaways? Because I'm just going to shed a little the official in me going to come out and shed a little light on that, on that, what happened there. Um, I'm not a football official, but I, I did officiate football for a few years. It goes back quite a bit, but I remember the officiating clinics. They said every single official in this room is probably going to once in their career blow an inadvertent whistle. You'll do it once and you'll never do it again. It'll probably happen early in your career when you're doing a Pop Warner game or something. And when it happens, you know that the, somebody's really going to be pissed at you. But you got to do the right thing. And you got you to gotta replay the down. You have to eat it. You just have to. They're going to want to tear your head off for it. Probably if you don't eat it, you may not get as big an argument in some some cases because a lot of times on those plays when you get an inadvertent whistle it's that somebody thinks a guy's down and blows the whistle and the guy keeps running and in some environments not an NFL environment that whistle might not be heard by everyone and the play continues to go on and you could almost get away with saying you did it but you got to be a man and own it and those guys were cowards I'm not, I'm not saying that because I picked the Raiders, because I, I think Cincinnati deserved to win the game. I'm just telling you, as an official, that really bothered me. Guys missing calls, you can live with it, but don't be a coward. If you if you screw up like that, that's something that you got to own, and they didn't own it. That's a really bad look. Those guys don't deserve the, – the, the, the referee that blew the whistle, that guy who was behind that – I think he was uh, a side judge – and the guy with the white hat who makes the final decision, both don't deserve, definitely don't deserve to ref in the playoffs again. Well, they're yeah, not going to. Yeah, the uh, crew was, uh, they, they were benched I, for the rest of the playoffs. I consider not bringing them back next year. That's worse than, than blowing in. Worse than, remember the pass interference a few years ago, the obvious one that wasn't called where the guy got wiped out. The Saints. Yeah, the Saints yeah. This is worse than that. Because yeah. that's just an error in judgment. And that's, as bad a judgment as that was, an error in judgment can happen. But this kind of thing, it's not being a man. And <laughs> no, really. And as an official, there's a, there's a big thing w to me with integrity that we're supposed to have more integrity than anybody else in any situation that we're in. We don't expect coaches and players to have any integrity. We certainly don't expect fans to. But that's somewhere where we hold ourselves a little bit higher than everybody else. And these guys lost their integrity. Okay, that's my rant. As far as the game goes, yeah, the, the Bengals deserve to win, and that that was a that would have been a touchdown if the whistle didn't blow. The Bengals played really well. The Raiders. It's a typical Raiders game, right? Where uh, when the game's over, you wonder how the hell did they stay in that game, but they do, without doing anything that really impresses the hell out of you that much. Somehow this Raider team really overachieved, right? They they won. They won a lot of games. It just, I don't know. Big John watching, whatever. But I give the Raiders a lot of credit. But 
the better team won the game and the team that deserved to win one. All right. I didn't like the spike. This was the, this was the game with the spike, right? They spiked the ball instead of only giving themselves three chances instead of right. Yep. That was a bad spike. They got all lined up. You gotta, you gotta run a play there. Yeah. It gives you one more. Yeah. That was enough time. Right away. Yeah. Yeah, That was enough time. Right. But also, also you think uh, seeing it's human nature. If if that game was in Vegas, you think the refs would have uh, had the balls enough to to do over the play to 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 dead the play, right? That that had something to do with it too. That damn well shouldn't matter. I mean, like that, it's just a matter of your integrity. And it's. It was so obvious. And, so the guy who blew the whistle had to know he blew it. I mean, the ball had barely even left his hand. It wasn't yeah, like you're on close. and you're on national television. You're in yeah. the NFL. You know everybody's gonna they're gonna out you, and that shouldn't matter either. Even if you don't think you're gonna get outed for it, you yeah. gotta, you got to stand up and do the right thing. And kudos to uh, you know the Raiders, Carr and Carr and uh, Basachi. Uh, they they didn't cry about it. Unlike uh, a Dak and a uh, and uh, Fat McCarthy, who uh, you know, trying yeah. to blame the uh, refs for their incompetence. And, yeah, that that comment by Dak was really bad. Even the NBA yeah. refs put out a statement against him, and then he puts out this big apology the next day. And that oh, he had to. Yeah, the yeah. phoniest thing you ever saw in your life, you know. Yeah, that but was, the Raiders. That was really poor form by Dak saying that. Correct yeah, the Raiders that. didn't make a big deal about it, so you know they took they took they took their lumps. Yeah, you yeah. got you yeah. got you got to like Passaccia. Yeah, I'd yeah. like to see him come back if I was a Raider they're fan. Not, I don't know if he's not, gone. They're not going to bring him back. No, nah, definitely they, not. But I but think the guy, I should, mean, the guy should get a chance somewhere at some point in his career to be a head coach in the NFL. He did yeah. a nice job. He definitely. Really did. With what he had and, and what he took over, it was a mess between the Gruden thing and then the uh, the awful, awful thing with the uh, car accident and all that. I mean, that team was a mess. And he did a real nice job with them. He, they, 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 they won games like unbelievable like magicians right yeah the players love them too and yeah. car car may not be aaron Rodgers or pat mahomes but i don't know if there's a better leader at the position in the league i mean he held he really held that team together always said yeah. all the right stuff yeah, i mean you could tell you could tell but yeah, i mean even even outside of that you could tell i mean these guys would run through a wall for him to a man mm-hmm. like he's a he's a I mean, he's 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 a throwback in a lot of ways, but I mean, he can quarterback my team anytime. And I I've not always been a big Derek <laughs> Derek Carr guy, but I thought I thought you know the intent you know he, he he's a good quarterback and the intangibles he showed this year uh, stuff that's next level to me. Agreed, hundred percent agreed. So sets up an, an interesting matchup in. Uh, with the Bengals, very hot Bengals going into Tennessee. Looks like Tennessee is going to get going to get Henry back. Looks very positive for him coming back at this point. You guys know which way I'm going in that. So, John, I'm going with the Titans. Uh, I see uh, since he's uh, offensive line is a little troublesome there. They were. They were one of the uh, lower ranked in the in the league, and uh, I think that the uh, the Titans' uh, front four is going to give a lot lot more problems than the than the Raiders did. And also, I didn't like how uh, Cincy they they settled for field goals. They were a little, you know, they they hit the 
they took that that superhuman play on the uh, whistle. Not to take anything away from Burrow, that was a great play from him. But he, so he, even that, uh, even that for that touchdown. So they settled for a lot of field. They should have, you know, they should have kind of put the Raiders away a, a little more. Shouldn't have, shouldn't have came down to that to that last drive. So maybe it was a little nerves. Uh, you know, they haven't obviously they haven't won a game in a playoff game in 30 years. But I'm I'm gonna go with the uh, the Titans. Uh, well rested, and uh, they can use their home advantage. And uh, that that front four, they're going to get some more pressure and make it a little harder for Burrow. And uh, and and Henry's going to they're going to make some just enough plays on offense. Not not that high scoring, maybe like twenty seventeen. I did like that they had Icky there. Oh, the uh, yeah, sure. So it, it, to think about how long ago that was, I remember watching their their last playoff win, and I was literally Riders' age. <laughs> literally 12 years old so you know the crowd was a little uh subdued they they because they were kind of nervous uh you know you know that that and a the mixture they had like you know they had like a 30-year blue ball and uh, they were waiting to ex- explode at the end they were they were they were real nervous they they all, all game they were having visions of uh vantes perfect and the marvin lewis and dalton in their heads so they were, they exploded at the end though <laughs> I know a lot of Bengals fans. I've I spent a I spent a decent amount of time in Cincinnati and a very very similar outlook to like Red Sox fans before before. Yeah. How uh, are we gonna blow it? Yeah. How are we gonna lose like it? like just like they can't even really enjoy the game because they're just waiting for it for the bottom to fall, <laughs> to fall out. So I'm happy. Yeah. I'm happy they got the monkey off their back. Senior, who do you like here? Yeah, I'm gonna echo a lot of what Johnny said. He. I, I like Tennessee coming in rested, very well coached team, very physical team, strong defensively, enough to slow Burrow and all those guys down. You know, Burrow and Chase and the boys. I mean, I do respect that Cincinnati offense, but if the lot they have to they have to be good in the trenches, and I think Tennessee could take advantage of that somewhat and pound the ball on the ground. Don't put the game in Tannehill's hands. Let him mix in the throw sparingly. And, yeah, I like Tennessee in a close, low-scoring game. Totally just echoing John's sentiments. If if I'm Cincinnati on the defense, I'm putting a lot of guys in the box. I mean, obviously you have to against Henry if if he's himself. But if they can, that's that's a path for Cincinnati. If, If they can slow down the running game. They can turn it into a game where they force Tannehill to have to make plays to beat him. I'm not quite sure that would work out that well for Tennessee. Although having A.J. Brown back is also a big help to him when he does have to throw the ball. Basically, he just throws to him. Julio's healthy, too. You never know. Yeah. Yeah. So he's got <laughs> they got their weapons. They have their team. They have home field. Well-coached, solid team. I mean, there's a lot to like about the Bengals, no doubt. You know, they've had a good year. You've got to like Joe Burrow. And the him and Chase connection especially is so good. You know, the whole offense. It's a real good offense, and it's a it's a decent defense. But I just think this is one of those games where it's going to be won in the trenches by the Titans. It's a scary game for the Titans. So for, for, our, for our listeners, this is the only game that the three of us agreed on. Take that for what you will. Uh, um, <laughs> scary game for the Titans because the big weakness of their defense is their pass defense isn't very good. And the Bengals are dynamic. Like th- those two, those three receivers 
Um, I mean, you got to single cover somebody. I didn't like that for the Raiders. It was they single cover chase most of the game. Like that's probably like you saw it as soon as Burrow sees the single coverage on chase. He's just throwing it up. It's like Randy back in the day. The kids, the kids just freaking electric. And Higgins is really, really good on the other side too. And Burrow, Burrow has really found something over the last few weeks. Where I mean, he looks like he's at LSU again. Where there, there's a path here where where the Titans just can't stop them. That Burrow just carves them up the whole game, and the Titans just can't stop them. Um, I do I think the Titans. Titans got some uh, weakness in their secondary, if I could see that. If, if they they, have, they have a bad, they do. They have a bad pass defense. It's, uh, yeah. it's, they have been all year. Their their path to victory, and they have, you know, probably the best best team in the league to do this is, is pound pound Cincinnati, right? Pound them, pound them, pound them. They're at home. Um, I think they win the coaching battle, right? I think Brable's a better coach, and. I think the home field, I think they've been a little underrated all year. Getting Henry back, I think that's enough to put them over the top. I did pick them to win the Super Bowl. I thought they would be playing the Patriots <laughs> in, the, in this game, which would be a little, little – they match up a little better than the, to the Pats than they do Cincinnati. Looking forward, either the Bills or the Chiefs are a very difficult matchup for the Titans. So it's going to be – it's a murderer's row for the Titans to get to the Super Bowl, even from the one seed. But I like them this week. I think it could go either way, but I like them this week. Um, I will put the possibility out there that the hang, the Bengals hang 45 or something on them, and Burrow looks like the second coming, setting up this crazy duel in the AFC title game with either Allen or Mahomes. Could be very fun. All right, guys. So a little bit on coaching, John. Where are you hoping the uh, the Giants land? Well, gotta gotta solidify the GM uh, first. They 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 have uh, first interviews scheduled with Quinn uh, Dan Quinn, the DC for the Cowboys. Not too thrilled about that. So uh, I'd like to see uh, and I'd like to see uh, Doug Peterson. Uh, I don't know if it's gonna happen, and I know a lot of people are down on him, but uh, I'm not. So. That's why I'd like to, but it's going to be a long process. We'll see. Man. I did read somewhere they were they had interest in Flores as well. Yeah, well, it's all going to depend. The GM comes first, so it's, it's uh, all these speculations really don't mean much. It's uh, uh, at least they got the uh, the right procession uh, idea where you get the GM first, and whatever his vision is, then uh, you go from there. All right, all right, guys. That's about all I got. Senior, you got anything else? Oh, I'm good. I'm really ready for this weekend. Four, yeah, everybody. Four, four games, eight teams, any one of the eight capable of going all the way. What more can you ask for as a fan? You know, we, we don't, none of us have a horse in the race anymore, but we're, we're football fans, and I, I want to see four excellent games this week. Yeah, at least not multiple, just complete wipeouts again. Because that, be that, that is tough. It's, I mean, Especially the Monday night game, because it's like the end of, end of the weekend, you're expected it's supposed to be a close game, and then it was just a total dud. Game was over in the third quarter. So we hope for good games. Guys, listeners, enjoy it. We'll be back for you next week. So for, for Ryder, who is asleep by now, 
for, for Mr. D'Amato and for, for Cowboy Senior. I'm the Cowboy, and I'm out. <laughs>